click, click, boom. What's going on, Faithfuls? The Nothing But Niners crew is back, and we're here for more Midnight Madness. 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 All right, man. We are finally here, Brian. We made it, man. Congratulations, man. Double-digit episode. Ten days. Ten days. That's right, man. Ten days. And I'll tell you, I wasn't quite sure if I was going to make it, man. My back is really, really bothering me. My wife put some, uh, not Ben Gay, what's the other stuff called? Icy Hot? Yes, that's the one. Or Tiger Balm? Icy Hot on my back and nothing, man. I mean, I got a warm smell, but that's it. It's, It's just the odor, so. Make sure you wash those hands good. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? That's, that's weird. Um, but we're here. We are here. And as you all know, um, you got to give us follows and likes and all that good stuff. All that stuff is going to show up on the screen right there. So uh, we're not going to we're not going to discuss too much or, or anything about uh, the the formalities. But I do have some questions for you guys. Um, and we have some uh, today on Twitters. Okay, let me Let's find the other, if I can find the other one, which of course I forgot to upload, but it's okay. I have a cheat code. I know a quick way to upload it, so it's not a big deal at all. Cheat code. Um, now we were talking early on the previous show about uh, the George Kittle and uh, the Kittle Camp and all uh, the the Titan University. I said right. Kittle Camp. I like, the name, I like the name Kittle Camp, actually. So George, <laughs> feel free to Camp use Kittle. that one later. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they were uh George Kittle said um when he was telling Tebow why he, he wasn't invited or explaining why Tebow wasn't invited, he said, you know, for example, I wouldn't be able to invite a Giants backup tight end uh who's been doing this for, as opposed to someone who just started playing tight end. Do you think he was talking about his former teammate in Caden Smith? Caden Smith? Yeah. yeah. It's definitely a possibility. I thought I thought that was pretty cool, just like hearing him, uh, you know, just randomly mention a Giants backup tight end over over Caden Smith. Um, and so I don't, I don't know. Um, but the other thing I noticed today on Twitter – it actually wasn't anything like really significant, and it's actually an old tweet, but I saw it today on Twitter. And when I say really old, if you pay attention to the date, you guys will catch it. Um, oh, wait, let me get this off of here. Let me get that. Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Uh, and let me go to today on Twitter. On Twitter today. I always say it the wrong way. Um, this is the This is the comment here. It is from Adam Schefter. All right, you can see the date at the bottom, but former 49er defensive end Kerry Hyder is signing a three-year, $16.5 million deal, upside to be 17.5 with the Seahawks, per his rep, Eric Burkhart. The reason I'm bringing this up is, one, I saw it today on Twitter, but two, is this enough? Is this enough to get us a comp pick? Uh, I will tell you in a second. It depends on how... <sighs> okay. It depends on how they go about um, – let me pull up my spreadsheet here. Um, when they do that that uh, compensation calculation, um, there are certain players who um, – damn it, where is my – sorry. I don't want to speak out of turn, so I want to make sure I have my numbers in front of me. No, that's fine. I just – I saw the tweet, and I felt like this deal 
uh, was similar so, to Kendrick Bourne's. And I so, was like, so this is where we're at. Um, so I, I, I remember hearing about the fact that we were looking at getting a couple of potential seventh round compensation picks. But when I look at the numbers that they used for this last season for the comp picks, um, so I don't know how they're going to offset is what I'm getting at. Cause born was 7.5 million. And then we signed Sosa for 6 million on average, but Hyder got signed for 5.5 million on average. So I don't know which one of those oh, is going to, one's, one's going to cross the, the other one out. So if we get, if born is the one that stays, that's a potential fifth round pick. Whereas if, uh, uh, if, uh, Sosa and Bourne uh, cancel each other out. That means Hyder gets us probably more like a six-round pick. So it depends on how the calculations actually go. Because I thought it was they were supposed to be more equal, not just the highest. So like Bourne got seven point five. Well, five point five and six for Hyder and Sosa respectively are closer together right. than the seven point five would be, um, as far as when you're looking at the salary differences there. So, so it's not about the players it's about the salaries it's yeah, not it's, about i mean and it's not about it's about the annual average salary oh my god i swear this whole time i thought all right we lost the linebacker and he signed a big deal as long as the linebacker that we signed in free agency isn't as big of a deal then we get it i always thought it was specifically the linebacker you're saying it's not position specific no it's, it's salary dollars per year right from my understanding, it is so they're supposed to equate. If you lose a player that was worth on average ten million a year, but you sign a player that's worth on average, you give them a contract that's worth on average ten million a year. They cancel each other out, and you don't get any comp compensatory picks for that. Well, that's that's pretty cool because the Niners are never gonna. I mean, other than their first year, uh, Shanahan and and and, uh, and Lynch's first year where they signed any and everybody. They don't go after big name wide receivers, quarterbacks, or corners, or even pass rushers in free agency. Right. Uh, it's usually via trade. So, right. And I and I think that cool. as we move forward, you'll probably see more as this roster continues to grow um, better. As the depth of this roster gets better, you're going to start seeing players that we shuffle away. Um, but remember, they did add the caveat in the new NFLPA that a player has to has to have played their entire contract in order to be eligible for a compensatory pick. So if if we just cut Jimmy and he signs somewhere else, he didn't finish his contract with us, we get no comp pick. Oh, they have to finish the contract with the team that they left. Yes. Because that's that's very different than uh Right. It didn't used to be that way, but when this last the year before last when they did redid the mm -hmm. the NFLPA and the, and their uh, Tenure or you know whatever uh, union rights or whatever it is they they put together when they put those uh, together and the the owners have to sign off on it and then the NFLPA's got to sign off on it uh, when they got that contract together they re redid the wording so it's a little bit different than it used to be. Okay, all right, I understand. All right, guys, that is going to do it for your uh, you know six, five to ten minutes of uh, on Twitter today. So let's go ahead and get to your questions. Here we go. Uh, question numero uno from Danny Albright. Have you guys ever cried when 49ers lost in the season playoffs or Super Bowl? Um, I don't, I don't remember, well, at least not in as an adult. No, but um, I think when I was a kid in the mid eighties, there were, I think there was a, 
a champ. I think it was a championship game against the Giants or something that they lost. And uh, I think I got super pissed off about that. And I may probably got emotional, but I don't, I don't remember off the top of my head. You know, this is a funny question because I remember when we lost the uh, the last two Super Bowls during both. I said to myself, I want to be upset. Why can't I? Why can't I get there? I remember thinking that to myself, like, I want to be like emotional and it's just it's not in me. It's not in me. Uh, again, I probably think I have some kind of emotional disconnect in general, but no, I, I, I have never cried over a game uh, that I was not participating in. All right. Steven Smith says, which one play call in the Shanahan era would you go back and change? If you fold a pizza in half, is it a sandwich? It's not a sandwich. No, that's called calzone. Right. I mean, technically, yes. But uh, if you're just folding a piece of pizza in half, it's just the way you're going to. Yeah, I don't. wouldn't call it a sandwich, no. But to answer the first question, I mean, that's, there's a. Whew. I'm sure for me it has to do with something with clock management. Um, <laughs> I can't think of one just off the top of my head in order to get to keep going through questions, but. Uh, yeah, for uh, me, I'm sure it had to be a play that had to do with clock management for me. During the 13 and 3 season, we lost to who that year? Oh my god. Oh, uh, let me see. Hold on. I either way, it, it's okay. You don't have to do it. There was there one of those games that we lost. I felt like we could have won Atlanta. Atlanta. Oh, yeah, they came Atlanta. to us. Atlanta. Yeah, that one snuck okay. up. So I was upset about that until we still had the number one seed. And then I, I, I decided in that moment, it's okay, let it go. So then that takes me to really just the Super Bowl. You have to find a play in there right. that you have to call different. And this is going to sound like a cop-out. I don't have one. Well, I feel like he called. If you want to really, go to that, get that game specifically, I definitely have one. In the Super Bowl, I don't, I don't have an offensive play. I do. But he called because I felt like he dialed it up and the players just didn't execute. And I'm going to call out every fan who talks about Jimmy and how much trash Jimmy is. And if the coach honestly believed he was that not able to throw a long ball, he should have never called that play to to Sanders. But that was on a second down. Should have never called the play. If if he knew it wasn't, if he knew that Jimmy's not capable of doing that, he should have never called that play. He thought Jimmy could do it. He thought Jimmy could hit the open guy. But that's not what all the fans think because they want Jimmy gone, gone, and they jets all they ever. That's all I ever hear. Well, no, they want him gone because he couldn't hit it, not because Shanahan thought he couldn't hit well, it. If he couldn't hit it, and all the fans say they know he can't throw the long ball, then why does the coach think he can? Yeah, I get you. I'm just I saying. I'm, I'm just going to play devil's advocate because I don't have a play. But if we're going to talk specifically about the Super Bowl, that's what everybody says. We lost Super Bowl because Jimmy couldn't connect with Sanders. Well, if he can't throw a long ball. If that's what we're saying Jimmy's weakness is, then yeah. Shanahan should have never called that play. I see what you're saying. I never thought that was the reason why we lost. I think we lost because of well, defense. You know my stand. I don't think that that's why we lost either. But yeah. a, a vast majority of 49er fans seem to believe it's that one play. Right. Um, and then back to the if you fold a pizza in half thing, um, I, I still say no because if you take one piece of bread with whatever on it and fold it in half, it's not a sandwich. Right. So a sandwich is specifically two pieces of bread. So uh, that's why when they say is a hot dog a sandwich, you have to say no also. I don't know anyone who eats a hot dog with two pieces of bread. All right. Uh, This next one here is actually one that was submitted 
via WhatsApp. Okay, so we're gonna get to both of these here. Uh, Dick Dastardly and Muttley. Best cartoon. <laughs> what isn't that his name? Yeah, that's right. Oh, best ever cartoon villains. What you got, uh, man? That whole Hanna Barbera time frame with mm. all those guys with you know. And then you had uh, Bo Winkle, Rocky and Bo Winkle, and then they had their Russian counterparts. Yeah, you know, Boris and Natasha. Um, they were all really good villains for cartoons. I don't know that mm -hmm. I would say Dashley and Muttley. I do love Muttley's laugh, though. Um, <laughs> exactly. Um, so I don't know that I could say it's the best ever cartoon villains, but they're up there for, I mean, for old school guys like me. Um, yeah. I, you know, if we're going like, uh, if we're going like best villains, as in like, ones you just loved on screen as opposed to like really which villains were like just the man uh the best my favorite villain on screen growing up was actually uh what was his name dr claw from inspector gadget okay i really loved the specter gadget i just like the voice and, and the cat <laughs> and i i hated cats but let me tell you man that cat had attitude it was something in that cat's eyes and the way they moved his eyebrows and shit around. I hated cats. Um, I never wanted a cat because of that cartoon. Uh, I always wanted a phone that on my watch that I could talk to people. And then when they came out with them in real life, I was like, yeah, screw that. I don't want it anymore. But it was a major part of my childhood. Uh, so I wouldn't have to go with them. If I go with like just a, a badass villain, I got to go with the Joker from the uh, Warner Brother cartoons. Just fair enough. The Joker was just the absolute man. And um, we have one more question here from the same person. Also, best running back, Craig or Gore? Forgetting the stats. So stats be damned. Who was the better running back, Craig or Gore? My recollection of Craig, I mean, it's so obviously so far. Even Gore is so long ago now, it seems like. Um, right. But they're kind of, I mean, they're di they're different. So I don't know. I think if you're going to go like pure running back, I think Gore is your pure running back. That's it. That's it right there. That's exactly my answer. I'm not even going to touch on it anymore. Well said. Perfect, man. All right. DJ Malone jumps in here. He says, will Trey have his very own Viking run? I'm alluding to the one where Steve Young scrambled to get a game winning touchdown in 88. Can we see? Oh, that was that. Can we see? QB draw from Mr. Lance. Are we a run heavy West Coast offense? Good questions. Good questions. Um, um, go ahead. ahead. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say they will design an occasional run for him. I think it's more of a postseason plan, not a regular season plan. Um, we will see some draws and stuff like that. He's got a huge frame. I can see them using him in uh, blank and goal or blank and one situations how um, Carolina used Cam Newton. Sure. Um, just, he's, he's just too big of a frame to not do it. I mean, you're 6'4 plus and you can't stretch the ball out for one yard, then what are you doing here? It's it's a better You have better odds of doing that than turning around and handing it off to a running back to do it. So right. I'm going to say, yeah, we see some of those kind of plays. And are we a run-heavy West Coast offense? Absolutely. The guard that we drafted says so and the two running backs that we drafted say so. Absolutely. 
Yeah, I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head on all, all, all those questions, so I really don't have anything to add. Okay. All right, Mike, do you own any New Jersey Devils apparel? I do not. Uh, that is the hockey team that I claim. I couldn't tell you a single player or anything like that on there. Uh, are your wife and kids fans of other sports teams? No. No, they're not. In fact, my kids are so confused when I watch another sport. They say, what is this? That's not the 49ers. Like, <laughs> that they think like sports is 49ers. They don't think 49ers is football. They think sports is 49ers. So <laughs> I'm sitting around watching playoff basketball. They'd be like, Daddy, this isn't 49ers. I'm like, yeah, right. I know. Like, it, it's okay. When I wear uh, my Hornets jerseys and stuff like that, they're just so baffled. So, no. Uh, the next ones are for you. Uh, Brian, what do you think of nicknames? Commandment, Brian, and... Commandant. Oh, that, that does not say commandment. <laughs> Commandant, Brian, and Brianne Al Ghul. I think that Anna Al Ghul is supposed to be a comic book character, I think. Like Raz Al Ghul? I... I, I I just thought that name sounded like a comic book name. I, uh, as far as Commandant, you know, I don't know that um, I warrant that because I'm not in charge of any group anywhere. <laughs> so I don't, I don't, I don't know that that works for me. But I appreciate it. I'm not sure what the reference for Al Ghul is because I don't know that character. People keep saying we're buffering. Uh, I know Raz Al Ghul uh, from the the Batman cartoons. He was the bad guy. He was the one that always said beloved and infidel and stuff like that. Um, he was a bad guy in one of the one of the Batman Dark Knight movies. So, um, yeah. Um, you guys are buffering. Love how dedicated you guys are. There's no question in there either. Sorry. Let me keep going. Let me look and look and look and look and look. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. Weird, because I felt like we had more delays in the earlier show than this one. I'm not having any delay with you, and so it's strange that it's buffering. All right, here we go. Uh, Ten days to run out of food-related questions. Uh, which of our division <laughs> rival fans do you enjoy trolling? I apologize for my previous questions. didn't make sense. No, you're all right, DJ Malone. Uh, all right, there you go. You start there. Um, well, I don't really troll anyone, so. I, but if I was going to, I would probably be cowboy fans. <laughs> yes, absolutely, cowboy, one hundred percent, cowboy fans. Now it says division rivals, so I have oh. to pick one of those. Seahawks. Yep, yep, yep. Seahawks. Um, with how Shanahan runs his offense, if Jalen Hurd puts up Kendrick Bourne receiving yards four to six hundred, would you consider that a disappointing season for him? No. Um, I mean, I think that when we did our line the other day, we both had Jalen Hurd, if he's healthy, being having a heavier line than that. Because mm -hmm. um, I think we were both in the 800-plus mark. But if he comes out and, and just balls out and he puts up those numbers um, and plays all season, you know, I think that's a step in the right direction for him because he hasn't been able to be healthy. So that if he's able to put together a healthy season, that to me is in itself um, – makes it not a disappointing season for him. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, no, I'm going to, I'm going to agree with you. Um, I don't think four to 600 is disappointing. 
um, because you're really, really let down. And I'll be honest with you, just to see him out there doing this thing is going to be exciting for me. Uh, so I wouldn't be let down. Um, I would think that he could do better. Um, but we got to see. We have to see how it is because I think, like I said, pass catchers are going to be all over this roster this year uh, from running backs, uh, um, tight ends, wide receivers, and hell, even the fullback, I think, you know. So uh, it's going to be hard to go out there. I think Kendrick Bourne benefited and got those kind of numbers when there were injuries to the one and two wide receivers. So if we we exclude those, it's going to be hard to get four to 600 yards. Well, I think if you have Kittle, Hurd, uh, Mostert or Sermon and, you know, uh, Debo and Ayuk all on the field at the same time, you know, you, I could see them utilizing Hurd earlier in the season. And then if he, as long as he stays healthy, then, you know, if he becomes a dominant receiver, um, then, you know, the corners are going to have to respect him and then they can use him as a decoy. So I could see where he might not get that 800 that we're projecting. Um, but I think 600 would be low, but I, I still wouldn't be disappointed about it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we have a question here from Niners Enzo, uh, Niners Eno. He says, what's the greatest 49ers comeback and why my vote goes to the 2002 wild card game win. And that was immediately the thought that I had. That's the Jeff Garcia comeback um, against the Giants. It was against the Giants, and again, that you guys remember, I became a fan out of pity. Um, but you know, it was always against the Cowboys and Giants. It seemed like, and so that was a game that I was very excited to see the Niners uh, come back and win because that was getting ugly very early. Um, so, unfortunately, I have the same answer there. I'm trying to think of a more recent one, but Brian, if you have one, then you can go ahead. No, I don't. I mean, I really. I don't really when I look at when I watch games I don't think you know and I'm not thinking about those because I don't I don't think I can't think of a time since like 2000 at Super Bowl against the Ravens where we had to like come back you know like we right. were legit down you know 20 plus points that we needed to to recover from and we just fortunately um recent years we haven't had to worry about that as much you know it's either we're going to lose this game or yeah, you know it's tight until the end. You know, you look at the Ravens game. You know, I thought we were going to come back and win it. You know, in nineteen when the rain was coming, but you know, it goes into overtime or whatever, and then we kick the the we lose by a by a field goal. You know, right. And so we didn't come back. You know, there's been several of those where I thought we would come back and win it, and then we just fell short. You know, it ran out of time. Right. Uh, I just I can't think of a game that we actually came back and won at the end. And I know there's got to be some in there. Oh, I'm there's sure gotta, there's got to be some in there, but I just can't think of any off the top of my head. Um, so, you know, it is what it is. Uh, Brandon Trejo says, what player currently on the roster would you expect to be on the 53 uh, that you expect to be on the 53 would surprise you and yet not surprise you if they get cut? Uh, so this is going to go towards some of your fringe guys. And I know you had a couple of those at just the wide receiver position tonight. Right. Uh, what are, Who are some of your fringe guys that you expect to be there, but if they didn't make it, yeah, I kind of guess that makes sense. Um, well, I mean, just because it's fresh and we talked about it, I I won't be surprised if Chavis Benjamin ends up making this team. It's just when I look at the numbers and the physical characteristics of the room, I just see him as odd man out. So I don't think he makes this, this team, um, but I wouldn't be surprised if he does. 
Um, but the same could be said for Jennings. You know, like I said, he uh, on, the, on the previous show, he, he wasn't didn't get to play last year because he was on the practice squad and then injured at the end of the season. Um, so I don't have him currently making. I have him going to the practice squad again. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised also if he makes this roster. So those are two. Um, my answer is actually going to be Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, I expect him to be on this roster. I expect him to be the starter come the season begin. Um, however, if they happen to cut him, I think we would all be able to justify why it happened. Sure. You know, Trey had a good offseason and the money and da 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 But I, expe- I fully expect him to be here, though. All right. Uh, he doubles up here. He says, Brian, I feel like you were stoner once upon a time. Is that true? <laughs> you don't have to answer this at all if you don't want to, buddy. Um, no, I'm, I keep it a hundred on here. Uh, you know, before my service time, I definitely, uh, partake in some, some of those type of activities. Um, you know, young and dumb, just, you know, do that. Now it's legal. So it doesn't really matter. There you go. There you go. I'm in Pennsylvania, so it's not, but whatever. All right. So, uh, <laughs> says, uh, what do you think your last meal would be if you were on death row? Hmm. How about that for a food question? Oh, I want to get perverted, but um, <laughs> if I'm going out, I might as well take everything I can. Um, shoot or shoot, baby. I like it. I like that. Let's go, B. Talk your shit, baby. Uh, but, yeah, hey, if we're going to go with sustenance, uh, it's got to be a, a filet mignon of some sort and uh, some broccolini and garlic bread. You know, that seems like a really good last meal. I'm going to go um, with some spaghetti, but this spaghetti has to have uh, either I want ground turkey, not ground beef. I want a spicy sausage, like cut up inside of it, like ground into the into it also. Um, I would like onions, peppers, and garlic, actually like the ingredients cut up and inside it, and then a massive bowl of ice cream. The ice cream isn't because I like ice cream, but because I want to be gassy. So when they electrocute me, they got to deal with the smell. <laughs> You're going to get electrocuted? <laughs> oh, how, I mean, I don't know. It's not death row. Either way, when they, when, they, when they take me out of here, I want them to deal with the odor. That, yeah. That's all that is. All right. Uh, Miss Debbie chimes in here. Good to see you, love. She says, uh, which house do you choose? Number one, Netflix with home theater, blankets, and unlimited snacks. Two, Private beach, home gym, unlimited pizza and beer, or three, mountain view, garden and hammock, and scenic lake walks. Well, I currently live at number three, so I'm going to go for number two because that's where I would rather be. My heart's in Hawaii, as I've said. So private beach with a home gym, which will get all kinds of dusty because I won't ever use a damn thing, but at least I got unlimited pizza and beer. Hmm. <laughs> I think I'm gonna. I'm an outdoors guy. I gotta go with number three. Me too. That's why I'm gonna be at the beach with unlimited pizza and beer. Yeah, no, but I, I <laughs> no, no, sand and sun. <laughs> I want to be outside with mountains. Mountains usually mean that there's really nice wildlife out there, right? You got your garden. I can spend time out there. The hammock. I love falling asleep in the fall outside. Like it's just great weather. Not too hot. Not too cold. And scenic lake walks, what go fishing? 
Uh, and plus, I like playing the games with uh, people where you do like the, the the sound challenge on water. You probably know about this. Like on a nice still lake, how well sound travels on the top of the water. Yes. Oh, man. Oh. But yeah, oh, like man. I said, I currently have that scenario. That's where I live is in Central Oregon is like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Everybody comes up here to go fishing because we have all the lakes. But uh, yeah, I don't, mm -hmm. I, I, I'm done. Like the gardening here. You're too high in elevation. Gardening doesn't work. So, uh, yeah, once you go past like six thousand, well, not even that, four thousand feet, you, your, what you can grow in the garden changes significantly. And so, right. uh, we learned the hard way trying to grow things that just don't grow here. And then the mosquitoes are freaking horrible. So being out in the garden and not fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I, I get that, man. I get that. Vernon says, "Hey, Mike, 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 what day is it? Hump day." I got you, big dog. I day knew where you were going with it. Last meal day. <laughs> All right. Let's see here. This is technically a question, but it's a response to one of the other ones. What about the long ball to Kittle right before halftime? It wasn't Jimmy G's fault. Kittle pushed off. Yes, that is true. Here's the other thing, though. Talking about ball. clock management, that's what uh, Brian was talking about. Leading up to that, Kyle had two timeouts, didn't burn them, and it wasn't until there was a big run play, and then – he thought, oh, shit, maybe we can still score. He right. was just letting time run off the clock leading up to that point, and I was right. pissed off about that. So, yeah, I get that. All right, let's try to do this one quickly. Is there a mo is there a movie moment that gives you goosebumps each and every time you see it? For me, it's when they first see dinosaurs roaming in Jurassic Park. Go ahead, go. Uh, for me, because I'm a big Star Wars nerd, so anytime I go see a new release or even an old movie and you hear that, first sound of the symphony and the the scrolling scene as the you know the the story or the uh, epilogue or whatever it's called the yeah. preface of the movie when that comes across the screen every time for me um it, i just goosebumps it's like oh what's the story gonna be like you have an yeah. idea where it's going because of previews and stuff but you know it's just I exciting love, every time i love this question and my answer is in the movie the patriot with mel gibson and uh, heath ledger um the entire movie he has his youngest baby girl, and he's trying to get her to give him a hug. Oh, at the beach. Acknowledge oh, me. No. <laughs> like, just talk to me. And this little girl just will not do it. Um, they, they, they they go and they, like, find the aunt's house, and they're about to torch it and all that shit. And they escape throughout the middle of the night. And then they're in, like, the woods at this little camp, keeping the family safe. He's getting ready to leave again. He's like, all right, baby, I love you. Will you talk to me? Like, can I have a hug? And she's just standing there. Mm -hmm. And then she walks away from him. And so, again, he's heading back into war. He may never see this child again. He gets on his horse. He goes to ride away. And she's like, Papa, don't go. Stay. Yep. I'll stay whatever yep. you want. Oh, my <laughs> God. It's instant every single time. Oh, man, it melts my heart. And as a parent, yeah. it, it gets you even more, man. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh. Woo. All right. That's going to do it for us, man. We went over 30 minutes. But that's it. We're out of here. Mahalo.